Welcome to the Better Being Me podcast. I am Joanne Hatchard, your host. This podcast is about how I use my neurodiversity to navigate the complexities and confronting aspects of parenting. We can explore the different supports and methods I use to sort out my shit to be a better parent. Together, we can discover what is going to work best for you to be calm, be connected, and be you. Welcome to Better Being Me podcast. Today, I have George Rocco from Badass Living, an amazing powerhouse of a woman who takes passion from music and has uh, instrumentally, I feel, shed skins, um, connecting the intuitive living and a little bit of badass, melding it into one package and putting it out into the world. So thank you very much for your time, George. How are you? I am well. I am quite emotionally charged at the moment, but I am happy. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Happy is a good place to be. So George, why don't we start with you just telling a little brief summary of you? Yeah, well, I feel like I've had a lot of lives already. (laughs) I love to do a lot of things and I used to feel like I needed to pick one thing and do that well. And then I realized that my whole vibe is I am a creator. So once I realized that I could just be a creator, that meant I could do all of the creative things I wanted to do in my life. So I'm a musician. I'm a writer. I'm currently writing a book. Um, I have dabbled in so many different realms of creativity. I recently did 114 days of consecutive art and I'm having a showcase for that. I just love anything creative and I think it's an amazing way to express yourself and connect with other people. And then kind of through all of that creative life, I found yoga because being a creative person can be quite stressful on the body and the mind especially because there's a lack of routine often and a lack of, you know, consistent income. (laughs) So it can become quite stressful when you're on your feet a lot. Um, So I started practicing yoga a long time ago and then I was like, wow, I just really want to help people. Like I want to help young women in the music industry and anyone who's a creative who just doesn't care about their body because they're just so like they're a powerhouse they're just going after it but their body gets left behind so then I from there was born very recently this year was born um badass living and I just completed uh my first program which was badass boot camp and four lovely women came alongside me and we looked after our bodies and we sat down every morning and we did 20 minutes of yoga and we just got into the nitty-gritty of starting to love ourselves and care about ourselves because I think to be able to preserve this creative energy, you need to have some sort of fire that's continually stoked inside of you. And we often lose that by giving ourselves away to other people all the time. Mm, Yeah. That's me. (laughs) That is you in a nutshell. It, um, to me, it sounds like as soon as you've information kind of makes sense to you, you put it out into the world straight away. There's no dithering or procrastination or, um, rumination around what does that mean what does that mean you're like oh I I understand now okay now I'm going to tell everybody yeah I am like I am just that is so you've just nailed it that's my personality type I am so 
itchy to just share everything with everyone in the world and I don't hold back and I used to when I was younger I used to get I think a lot of anxiety and I mean I still have a lot of anxiety but back then a lot of my um, negative thoughts around myself were because I had all this stuff to share and I felt uncomfortable like I felt like there wasn't a space to share it so I'd be like oh I'd make myself a little bit smaller and be like oh nobody wants to hear what I have to say and then you know through life and meeting people and talking to people about their different walks of life and then doing some um, coaching work with my coach Jay Kimber just yeah I really I really started to realize that actually people want to hear what you have to say because often they're going through the same thing and to suffer in silence is just the worst place to be. So yeah, that's just me. I don't think about things as much as I probably should. And that's not, I'm not trying to put myself down there. I know that I should plan things more and that's something I'm working on this year is just getting better at being organized, but I just love to just keep the ball rolling and I get so inspired and I get so passionate and I often pull up my best friend and I'm like, let's get a coffee. I've got a new business idea. And then we sit down and I just talk at him for like an hour about all these ways I can help people. And yeah, I think I just resonate when people just, just don't think too hard and they know they have something good and they're afraid and they're like, you know, screw it. I'm going to do it anyway because you got to start somewhere. And I've found that diving in and just being vulnerable with this first program, this boot camp, I was so afraid, but luckily I have that kind of like itchiness in me where I'm like, well, I just want to keep going. And I got through it and I got so much out of it and I helped. Yeah. I got some really positive feedback from the participants. Um, And yeah, just kind of like expressing yourself is so important. And if you keep it all bottled up inside, like no one else can access that and you never know what you might say or do that might inspire somebody else to live their best life. Wow. Where were you about 20 years ago? (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to (laughs) know. I feel like you're encompassing the energy that is, you know, everything that I want but I know my anxiety holds me back from like I am a big planner and sometimes I can plan myself out of doing anything because I can see the things that can go wrong and rather than um throw spaghetti at the wall is what I say a lot of the time (laughs) like I, I keep it in the pot and make sure it's okay but um in other areas like for my son's therapists and stuff because I cannot plan how he's going to react to other people. I say, well, yeah. let's just throw the spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks kind of thing. Um, yeah. So it's nice to see it encompassed in an actual person <laughs> rather than, yeah. you know, theoretically I I do that for somebody else rather than doing it for me. So, yeah. yeah that's, I think something that popped into my mind just then was ask for forgiveness, not for permission. And obviously that's only valid for you know, things that are wholesome, like don't do terrible things. But I think that's so important. Like I see this in so many of my friends and they have so much potential and they just get stuck up in their heads about the planning stuff. Like I'm so far the opposite that I need a little bit of that. Mm. But I see this in so many of my friends. They're like, I just, it needs to be perfect before I can start. It needs to be perfect before I can share my art. And I'm like, you're never going to get perfect. Perfect doesn't exist. And I am so far from perfect. And this week, so I've been at Girls Rock Camp being a mentor for young musicians and I don't even know how to read music, you know, and I'm teaching them how to rock out on stage. And if I 
got all up in my head at, like I did it when I put the application in, but I put it in anyway. If I'd gotten all up in my head coming here being like, I'm not good enough because I'm not perfect and I don't know how to do everything, how am I supposed to teach people, then I would have missed out on this amazing opportunity and, you know, maybe my band would have rocked a little less hard because I've got them rocking real hard. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, like, ask for forgiveness, not for not permission. permission. Yeah. We'll talk one. about girls who rock in a minute. Um, I do like that idea that you don't know how to read music because – I was always in awe of the boys in the school band. Now, this is a while ago, but they couldn't read music, but they could play the guitar unbelievably well and passion, whereas I'd been playing the piano for 10 years. I can read sight music, but I kind of that passion that makes the musician, you know, the just the innate spark that comes out in the music when you don't have the tether of the correction type of thing yeah I think it just accesses a different part of your brain essentially Mm. is the way I see it like when like I can read music when I'm playing piano all right um I can't read tap for guitar and I don't even know where all the I don't even know what my guitar does but like (laughs) I know how I like to play it um but it just there's this sense of freedom and this vulnerability of just surrendering I think it is when you're not reading any music and it's just coming from your another part of your brain and it's kind of coming from your heart as well and I think it's such like I would highly recommend anyone even if you're not a musician just to sit down with an instrument and make noise for 20 minutes I've started doing improv piano most mornings I haven't this week because I'm surrounded by other people playing music but just sitting down and just making any sort of noise and it's you, you feel really icky at first and you feel really like, oh, this sounds terrible and what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. But then you kind of push through that and you reach this point where it's like, oh, like I'm amazing and it doesn't <laughs> even sound that good. It's just this sense of freedom and if you can start doing that with something simple like playing an instrument even if you don't know how to play it, then you can bring that sense of freedom and power into the rest of your life and walk through life being like, well, I don't know what I'm doing, but nobody else does anyway. So (laughs) here we are. Amazing. (laughs) And that leads on nicely to the next question is, when did you first notice that you were apologizing for being you? And what's the difference you feel now? How long did it take you to get to that mindset? I was pretty young. Um, I can't pick an exact time I feel like perhaps I'd always been apologizing for myself from a young age I've got two older brothers and I don't know they like to make a lot of noise and anyway I think maybe about 12 years old is what I'm going to go with because that was kind of that point in school where everyone's changing a bit they're developing more personality and sense of style and all that and I've always been a little bit different you know I've been I've never felt comfortable being the same as anyone else I always like to do my own thing like if somebody else wore jeans and white tees like all the girls were wearing that then I'd wear like um I don't know like a flowy hippie dress or something like I just like to do my own thing and that was pretty cool but then I kind of it was interesting because I think people thought I had a lot of um confidence but really I just was so small inside and so like my self-esteem was non-existent for a very long time So I was definitely always apologising for myself when I was younger and I think being a woman as well, I'd often feel like I needed to apologise for myself when even if I knew what I was talking about more than one of the other boys when it came to like 
things that like sport and stuff like that. But I also had a really strong, well, I still have <laughs> a really strong mother who she was a PE teacher and she's just a badass. And that was kind of a good role model to be like, I always wanted to be like, well, I can do everything the boys do. <laughs> and so that was kind of this fire that I had in me. Like I was still apologizing for taking up space, but I had this fire that would just like rage inside me every time I felt like I had to be small. Um, and then really like, it's been a massive journey. I started playing music, like, well, I started playing music really young, but I started performing for other people when I was like 16, 17. And I kind of just had to dive into the sea of men. And I was just this woman by herself, just trying to, and I just loved music. Like I didn't care about any of the other stuff. I didn't care about scene I didn't care about like sucking up to people and well networking I didn't care for any of that um I just really was there for the music and just kept playing and I yeah I only thought that I wasn't good enough and then as I got better I was like hold on a second like I'm I'm playing my, my songs are way better than that boy band like they don't even know how to play their instrument like they don't even have any stage presence they just stand on stage and you know, I don't want to be gender specific. Like there were definitely some other female bands that weren't nice either. Mm. Um, but there was definitely there's this this male culture, this boys club kind of scene in in every music industry everywhere over the world, and it's definitely like turned on its head a lot recently. So I started realizing that I needed to stop apologizing, but I it was kind of at that point this ingrained impulse inside of me. Um, and then I kind of just like, I don't know, I think maybe the biggest turning point for my performance was when my dad got really sick and we, I wanted to keep playing shows. And so my mindset kind of shifted and it was like, well, if I'm going to be at this show, then it needs to be the best damn show of my life. Because if I'm not here, I like, if I'm here, I can't spend time with my dad. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of this shift and I just stepped it up and my better because I had this passion inside of me being like, I need to play this show to the best of its ability. And my dad's the reason I play music as well. He got me started when I was a baby on the piano. So that was a big step. And then I was like, you know what? I'm actually where I, like, I believe in myself now. I got to this point where I was like, I'm on fire. Like, I feel great. <laughs> so then I started to realise that the the – who I was on stage didn't match up to who I was in life, in everyday life. Because when I'm on stage, I'm like, whoo, I'm like big, I'm huge. My expression of myself is amazing. Like I just feel so at ease. I could play to 200,000 people and I would just be loving it. Like I'm in my element and then I'd step off stage and someone would try and compliment me on my on my set and I'd be like, oh, uh, yeah, thanks. Like, oh, yeah. And I'd divert the conversation being like, yeah, but how good was your set? And like, so then I realized that I had these two personalities. I was like small Georgie and big Georgie. And I really want to step into big Georgie more in everyday life. And then I started, and this was really recently. So this was like last few, three years. And then um, halfway through last year, I started working with Jay Kimber. I talk about her a lot because she's amazing. Um, and she helped me step into my confidence more and step into my body more, which was big because I was still up in my head all the time. And that's where all that negative talk comes from and all that self-worth stuff and, like, I'm not good enough. And anyway, long, long, long story, <laughs> but here we are today and 
it really, this saddens me to say, I got quite emotional thinking about it, but it really wasn't until like this year <laughs> that I stopped apologizing for, for myself or perhaps maybe the last, the last three months of last year. And that was big because like I'm 27 years old now and, you know, it's been a big journey. I definitely started healing a lot of that stuff when I was younger, but it wasn't until the, like mid last year where it started this journey of healing, feeling like I didn't deserve to take up space. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, so I got to Girls Rock Camp and honestly, check it out. Girls Rock's amazing organisation, volunteer run and everything. And I got here and on day one in the induction, they one of the things they said is like, we've only got one rule at Girls Rock Camp and it's if anyone apologises for anything that doesn't actually warrant an apology, like obviously if you punch someone in the face, apologise. Um, but if it doesn't warrant an apology, they just shout out, you rock at them. Mm-hmm. So like I'll be walking through the hallway and I'll bump into someone and I'll say sorry and they'll be like, you rock. And then eventually you kind of like we're midway through the camp now and now I don't even like people are instead of saying you're, I'm sorry, they'll just be like, oh, and they'll stop themselves. Or in, like if someone even says something that's not I'm sorry but it is a little bit like self-deprecating, mm. someone will just be like, you rock. So it's really awesome. Um, it's such a good community and that was like, whoa, you know, like I've done been doing all this work for so long and then these kids coming in, like the lowest age is 10 up to 17-year-olds and they're having these amazing role models teaching them that they're allowed to make noise and and take up space and yeah there's programs for um young girls and um female identifying um people so there's some trans and gender neutral people here as well and it's just so amazing that they have access to this mentoring from such a young age because if I was 10 years old and I had someone telling me I rock every time I said sorry I would have like been I don't know touring the world like shredding and like I don't know living in a mansion by now because I would have had that self-confidence to just get out there and do my thing and be unapologetic and it's Mm. honestly it's so amazing and I cry almost well I haven't actually cried cried yet but my eyes get teary like every single day here because there's so many just these it's joy like and it's just huge like yeah it's amazing I would highly recommend people coming (laughs) I can see the parallels um, with your life for, you know, around that age for you. It sounds like you are being different for different sake. And I've seen that because um, it's, it's that you don't want to be in the crowd, um, but you have to, you don't know your style yet. You don't know enough about you yeah. to just be, be you. And if other people match it, then yay, whatever. But instead of having to be, um, directedly different, like putting energy into being different um, until you hit music. And that's when you went, I don't care if I'm different or not. As long as I am me and I'm happy, then, you know, yay, the world will will fold around me. So I think it's amazing that you are mentoring these girls because at your age, at, at you at this age for, for them, sounds like you were actively trying to be something more than but you didn't know what um yeah and you have helped create this community where they don't have to have that um the years of the difference between who you are mentally and who you are physically but they can find their groove because you're you've paved the path 
So in ongoing from your mentoring at the Girls Who Rock, um, I noticed that within your social media, you talk about your body giving you signs for or physical signs of stress and worry. Is that something that's common for you? Do you recognize the signs of stress before the physical manifestation or do you need that physical push to recognize it? It's like a bit of a push and pull between the two. So like I think because I'm so self-aware now, I can recognize I can recognize situations that are going to make me feel the stress and worry in my body, but I can also feel the early signs of being run down, I guess. Like this morning I woke up and I just sung way too much yesterday and yesterday was a huge day, like 8 a.m. till 8 p.m. kind of vibe. And I woke up and my throat was a tiny bit sore. And so in the past I would have kept pushing and pushing and pushing myself um, or woken up and been like, what's wrong with me? I'm getting sick, blah, blah, blah. Like, why did my body do this? But now I woke up and I was like, mm, yes, I did push my body a bit hard yesterday. I'm going to nurture it today. Um, so, you know, had a cup of tea instead of a coffee and stuff like that. But in the past, I, and especially relating it to performance, like I used to get really anxious before I played shows, but I didn't know I was anxious mm-hmm. and I'd just get really grumpy at whoever I was dating at the time or any family members. I'd get really grumpy and irritated. They'd ask me a question and I'd be like, leave me alone. Like just totally just angry woman vibes. And, <laughs> um, and then I'd play the show and I'd feel amazing afterwards and I'd be like a completely different human being. And at the time, it took me quite a while to realize that that was actually just performance anxiety and I was getting anxious, not angry at everyone that I love. Mm. Um, so then I, it actually, I didn't really do anything to heal that. I just played more shows and it kind of went away because I got more comfortable. Um, but then, then I started noticing it when I started leveling up a bit and playing bigger shows with artists I really admired and things like that. And it would come back again. So then I that's when I kind of started thinking, look, I need to do something to, like I need to be proactive. Um, I need to be ahead of the game so that I know these things are going to happen in my body. So how can I accommodate that? How can I do things to counteract that and balance that? So, you know, I've spoken before that yoga has become really big for me, um, but any sort of mindfulness and breathing and just putting good things into your body. So this was like a huge theme on the badass boot camp was filling yourself up with the good things because I think it is so unrealistic for people to ask you to give up all the quote unquote bad things um, because we love the bad things, you know, and they're not that bad. They're a little bit bad. Like, but mm. I, I love a glass of wine or a beer after a show. I love a coffee if I'm waiting to catch a plane or something like I love, these things that don't love your body as much as you love them. <laughs> um, so, but, and to go cold turkey and give all of that up, just if you, if it's a part of your routine, if it's a part of your rituals, if it's a social activity, if it's something that allows you to just let your hair down and meet up with a mate for a drink or whatever, if it's a positive thing in your life, then you shouldn't cut it out completely. And this is why I started playing this idea of filling myself up with the good things so that there's just less space for all of the bad things. So you might be like, okay, well, I know that I'm going to get real sweaty on stage and then I'm going to have a couple beers afterwards before I go home. So then I'd be like, okay, well, maybe 
in the morning, you drink a big bottle of water. <laughs> and then before you go on stage, you drink another big bottle of water. And maybe you don't eat a big bowl of like salty, greasy chips before you play and things like that. So you can stay hydrated. And mm. so I've just started trying to put all the good things into my body so I can just handle the other things more. And the same with exercise and yoga and, you know, stretching before playing. And But the biggest thing for me is like I still notice so much overwhelm when I'm in social situations with lots of sensory stuff going on for extended periods of time. And I can, the biggest thing I haven't been able to shift yet is my neck gets so tight and I'm still working on that. And for ages, I thought there was something else wrong with me. Like I've had so many doctor's appointments because I have hormonal stuff going on and blah, blah, blah. But I figured out that actually probably 50% of my pain is caused from anxiety and what's that what that's doing to my body and so that's like my tight clenched jaw my tight neck um achy bones and things like that um and you know breathlessness because I'm often shallow breathing Mm -hmm. um and for a singer that's kind of ironic but whatever (laughs) so I can notice now it's it's kind of like it happens at the same time actually like I'll I'll notice my jaw and my neck I'll be like oh it really hurts and then I'll notice that I haven't been breathing deeply and then I'll notice that I've been in a really stressful situation for quite a while so for me the feelings in my brain and my body kind of happen at the same time but I think for a lot of people they'll feel things in their bodies first they'll feel pain like physical pain before they can find the space to unpack what's going on in their brain and it took me like yeah, years to get to the point where I was self-aware enough to realize that, you know, I wasn't angry because I was at a party because I hated the people I was with. I was angry because in that moment I really needed to go for a walk by myself and find some space or I really needed to sit down and get off my feet because I was so exhausted. Um, So, yeah, things just about finding that self-awareness and I found that through yoga and meditation which Mm. is and mindfulness and not like I'm not some hippie guru who sits down and meditates for 50 minutes every morning and drinks like I don't know turmeric lattes at a cafe or something like or yeah yeah I I love all the bad stuff is what I'm trying to say but I think that it needs to be meditation yoga and mindfulness need to be accessible for people who aren't going to go like hardcore into the yogi scene um they're not going to go raw vegan you know they just want to find a little bit more balance in their lives and it can be quite confronting showing up to a yoga class when everyone else has a six-pack and like lululemon tights on and I've always felt well up until now but I used to always feel uncomfortable going to yoga classes until we started moving because I have always been a little bit on the chunkier side. That's my body type. And I also don't have hundreds of dollars to spend on activewear. (laughs) So I'd be in band tees and like trackies or shorts and yeah, and it's hard. And I'm lucky I had that determination in me, but I know a lot of women especially just will get to that point and be like, I feel out of place so I'm not going to go so that's kind of what I'm trying to do and I'm doing my next level of teacher yoga teacher training at the end of this month um, intensive course and I really really want to be able to create a space where 
everyone feels super comfortable and it's super accessible because like yoga I feel like has become this sort of stylized thing that is trendy but really the whole foundations of it is just learning to pay attention to your body and that's yeah if you can do that then the stuff in your mind is you uh you make it like you you are the boss then you know Mm, yeah and um it's so much easier to handle anything that comes up in life so yeah and I think that's very it ties beautifully together when you were saying about you your body is starting to give you signals that you are becoming overwhelmed tying that in with you not apologizing anymore because I think that that a lot of the time a lot of the time what happens is you don't want to leave that situation because it's considered to be socially incorrect but if you have that capacity to go well I I'm I'm not functioning here properly so I'm not going to apologize and leave. I'm just going to leave and happily do so rather than I'll just grin and bear it and have to deal with the consequences later on or the social yeah. hangovers, um, yeah, you know, the, the downtime that's required to build the energy back up again from having to sit it out type of thing. Yeah, and I think, I think like, it's really hard to start somewhere with that if you you're so used to just putting yourself through stuff for everyone else's benefit Mm. um and I found for me because I'm the type of person who just loves to make everyone else happy and that's probably why I'm a performer I love bringing joy to people but I also find it really hard to have confrontations so for me when I started realizing that I actually needed more space or time alone or to leave a situation or to not go to a friend's birthday party or something because I was having a bad day I tried to look at it from the point of view because I didn't have enough, I didn't have enough self-worth to be like, I'm not going to do this or I'm going to do this because like, I need to do that for me. What I would do, it's kind of like easing yourself into it would be, well, if I can't muster enough energy to be able to say what I need, perhaps I could look at it from the point of view that if I don't take the time I need and I go to that party and I get really grumpy and then you know what's going to happen I'm probably going to take it out on my friends or I'm going to be terrible company or I might ruin that person's night or yeah like I might have an argument that I could have avoided it because I like I already know I'm in a bad headspace and so I started looking at it from this point of view well if I look after myself then I'm also looking after everyone else around me because if I don't look after myself I'm going to take out all of myself on them and then they're going to have to deal with it like even if I just have an emotional breakdown and I'm crying, they're still going to have to deal with it. And, like, that was a pretty pivotal moment for me to realise that looking after myself is still looking after everybody else and it's not being selfish. It's actually doing right by them. And so that's where I started um, was looking at it because I, I couldn't take that time for myself because it was ingrained in me that I had to do everything for everyone else all the time. So I was like, well, I'm doing something for somebody else. I'm, you know... Helping them avoid a situation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking after myself so that I can look after them. Um, And and that was, yeah, a good place to start. (laughs) Yeah. I I know that feeling. I think for me, I would do the thing and grin and bear it type of, but then I would have to repair a lot of relationships afterwards. (laughs) Yeah. Especially if I drank too much and I was in that mood, then I can become quite uncharming (laughs) 
And that is how me and my brat, me and Brad describe it is how much, you know, I ran out of charm today. So that just means I don't speak to the world because I don't, I don't have the charm to give anybody. Um, And there are some times when I have been out and about drinking and I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm out of charm. And everybody now knows to go, okay, (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to have. I don't need to have any more reason than that. That's it. Joanne's yeah. out of charm. It's best that she just goes away because Joanne without yeah, charm. Yeah, and your friends learn, they, they learn, they they understand, you know, after mm. a while they're like, yeah, this is the right thing to do. Like we know that this means <laughs> this is your limit. Like you've got your boundary and it's like, okay, cool, that's it. Let's go, see ya. Like, yeah. And they, they don't hold anything against you because they're like, oh, yeah, like they know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is quicker. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I like how much similarity we have in, you know, recognizing the stress. Um, I also get the throat closure or the yeah. tightness in the in the throat. I found a lot of the um I don't know if it's lion breath where you go, ah, I need to yeah. the a lot of um forced breathing, so pressing the air yeah. out from the stomach releases yeah. that as well. Yeah, breathing techniques are amazing. Mm. Um, Just I was warming my voice up on the drive down the hill the other day and I was like, oh, my neck feels so much less tight. Like I think I just need to use my voice more. And and that's actually a lot of that is related to not standing up for yourself, not speaking your truth, not speaking openly. Like that closed-offness in your throat is also relating to if you aren't speaking your truth. So the more you scream and 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 act and play music and sing and do everything to express yourself like that's huge I notice it so much when I make myself small Mm. I'll close myself up and yeah when I'm feeling all tight I'm like oh how have I made myself small today (laughs) yeah Yeah. 100% and and I'm not a, a performer as such, but I know the difference between how I feel when I've sung for the morning, like along with whatever music I have going in my head. My day is better if I have music in the morning and me joining along with it than just silence. Like it's it's yeah. getting that out and I feel more open and that creates more conversation. So, yeah, you, I'm I'm not being the small little girl that I had been in the past I'm open, I'm loving, and it makes such a big difference, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I do have time for one last question. Yay. (laughs) What are your intentions for 2021? Oof, yeah, I'd actually, I'm excited for 2021. I did a lot of work towards the end of 2020 just trying to reflect and dream about next year and I don't really I like that you use the word intention because I think intention is more about like what are you going to work towards on a whole and what do you desire for that year rather than the whole goal thing is just like but you know you're never going to meet it because life is so impermanent is that a word yeah we're not Mm -hmm. everything changes everything shifts all the time like we don't know what this year is going to hold for us and having like a goal like I'm going to I'm going to weigh this much by the end of the year or whatever like it's just setting yourself up for failure because you're either going to 
really not enjoy your year by trying to meet that goal or you're not going to meet that goal and then you're going to drink half a bottle of vodka on New Year's Eve <laughs> and just try and forget it all and be like, next year I'll do better. So for me, my intention for this year is I just have been repeating this mantra like crazy. It's just 2021 is sexy. And I've always felt quite uncomfortable feeling sexy Um, I don't know, there's probably multiple elements involved. Like I've had issues with my, um, midriff and my stomach. I've, I carry a lot of weight on my belly because of my hormone stuff. Um, you know, I was pretty much raised like a boy because I have two older brothers and a strong mum. So I, um, I feel uncomfortable thinking of myself as this vibrant, sexy human. And it's not even like, I'm not saying in necessarily an aesthetic way but my energy that I'm bringing to this year is a sexy energy so everything I do I'm trying to bring in a little bit of desire like even if it's getting a takeaway coffee or something just really tuning into my body and being like you know what I really want mm, I really wanted like a decaf oat milk latte you know oh God, just that's bringing, my order <laughs> yeah it's great it's, we're the same um just bringing in that that's that feeling of because for me, feeling sexy is feeling powerful and free. And if I can bring all of that into 2021 and everything I do, I know it's going to be an amazing year. And just in the way this year already that I've been interacting with people, I feel like I'm so much more open and free in myself. And people have been noticing, like my friends are like, whoa, who's that? You know, because I'm, I'm just doing my thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm so excited for this year because I yeah had a lot of other intentions. I was like, oh, you know, maybe this year is the year that I like 2021 is where I learned like I just have trust, you know, because I have a lot of trust issues in myself and others and and the universe and all that. But then I was like, trust is not a fun word. Like trust is not a sexy word. And I was like, why can't this year just be sexy? So yeah, that's what I'm working towards all year, and it's already paying off because the other night I played a show. And I, so this year I'm also just putting myself out of my comfort zone um, and facing some of my fears, my underlying fears. And one of them was swimming in the river and enjoying it because I grew up by the ocean and I hate that I can't see the bottom of water in a river. Yeah, It's freaky, but my partner grew up on the river, so she loves the river. So I was like, I want to do this. And I had a great time and I had a magical moment where I was floating along my back and I saw a koala and a gum tree. So that was awesome. Um, but then another one of my fears has always been exposing my midriff because I'm, I'm floppy and I got weird bits, you know, and I think a lot of us do. And, but I think everyone deserves the right to express themselves in however they see fit. And I was like, I really want to wear skinny leg jeans and this, I was wearing like a little bralette thing with like a little wrap around crop toppy thing. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to wear it to this show. And I felt so uncomfortable walking from the car to the venue when I was, when I was parking the car and I was walking down the street. I'm like all these thoughts coming into my head, all of this stuff around like shame and all that. And then I made it to the venue and I was like, oh, I feel a bit better now. And then a few people complimented my outfit and I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then I got up on stage and then I was rocking out. And then I just, after one song I stopped and I said, I had this little speech. I was like, just an impromptu, like body positivity speech. And then everyone was cheering and everyone was like, heck yeah. Like it was such a mood. And I think 
so many women in that room really appreciated that that night and then after the show I felt amazing because I'd faced one of my fears I was learning to love my body like in action which was awesome and I just let all my weird bits out and I didn't care and I performed so well because I was just being all of me so yeah 2021 is sexy and I guess stepping into all of me as well so Amazing, amazing, amazing. And I guess that leads on to your next program, which was? Body Brave. Body Brave. Fantastic. I'm excited. I'm really excited because everyone I've spoken to about it is just like, heck yeah, Um, (laughs) because it's so important. And I think that the program's definitely not just about being happy with your aesthetic because that's just part of it is learning to love your physical body. Another part of it, in body bravery, I think is being confident to, to step into your power and to show up and to give yourself time for yourself and also to express yourself freely. So mm. they're kind of some of the themes we'll be covering. Um, yeah, I'm launching it pretty soon. I was, <laughs> because I love to jump into things, I was going to launch it um, this week, but then I'm like, how am I going to have enough energy to be present with launching a program? during a week of volunteering like 24 7 at girls rock (laughs) so I was really proud of myself because I stopped myself and was like it's okay just be patient like you don't have to rush everything so I'll be launching this um I'll be putting more info about it up in next week I think next week and then the program itself will be running the second week of Feb so I'm giving myself a little bit more time to sink into it and Mm. yeah we'll be doing some um camera work and mirror work and stuff as well I'm about to start a I love challenging myself so I'm st- about to start taking self-portraits every single morning for a year maybe <laughs> at least six months um and I think it's something I've been putting off for a while because I I know it's going to be really confronting in an amazing way but I really want to heal like fully heal my relationship with my body and I know one fast track way to do it is to look at myself every morning Mm. um because I spend so much time not looking at myself and looking at others so yeah yeah, that's kind of some of the stuff we'll be doing I'm really excited wow you don't give yourself much of uh you know no sitting back on your laurels is it (laughs) you don't just you don't just go, no. wow, that was awesome. I'm awesome. I'm good for a little bit. I can have prayers. You're like, I'm awesome. Let's fucking do more. <laughs> yeah, let's do more. I think that's just me. That's like if someone if someone wanted to just describe me in one sentence, it would be let's do more. Um, <laughs> that's just who I've always been. And, yeah, I used to be like, oh, I need to take some more time off. And I tried that and I took time off and I felt disgusting. <laughs> I was like. I'm tired. I don't have motivation. I don't want to do anything. Like I just went this full flip from being like, I'm doing too much stuff all the time to doing nothing. And I lost all, like, I would think I was a bit burnt out um, because I wasn't managing my energy well, but then to going to doing nothing for an extended period of time, I was like, this sucks. Like, this is boring. Like, I don't want to sit here and not use my body and use my life. Like we only get this short amount of time to get all this amazing stuff done like why would I be lying in bed for three days in a row watching Netflix like if I'm not unwell I should be out conquering the world so that's kind of just my vibe and now I've learned through all this work that I'm doing with myself I've learned how to manage 
my energy levels a lot more. So it means I can do all of the wonderful things I want to do and know when it's my time to just sit back for a bit and chill. Um, so that's really cool because all the stuff I'm doing is very intense and it's like super easy to get burnt out. But I just, I just love, I don't know. I just love operating in this powerful mode that I have when I'm in the zone and yeah, I just love that version of myself when I'm on stage. So then I was like, well, fuck it. I'll just bring all that into real life, like, you know, everyday life. And, and then, yeah, we can just, just be wonderful and magical all the time and just not care about anyone, what anyone's thinking of me all the time. So yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. And actually something I will be doing a lot more of this year is reflecting because when I stopped to reflect at the end of last year, I got so overwhelmed with emotion and I was like sad and happy and proud of myself because because I'm doing so many things and running so fast and like zoop, zoop, zoop all over the place, I forget to look at my achievements and that's huge when you have a, t- a day where you're tired and you're feeling down in the dumps just to step back and be like, but look how much I've done this year and last year especially with all the COVID stuff kicking off and I still achieved so much and that was just such a good way to start the year looking back on that and being like yeah this year is gonna be sexy (laughs) (laughs) beautiful i love your energy jory you're oh my gosh (laughs) absolute powerhouse i am enthralled to see how your sexy year unfolds um and love to see the self-portraits of the daily because my on the daily my hair would just be going spikier (laughs) and spikier um, I will put up all your social media links and your website, which has got some details on your um, body, what is it, body bravery. Yes, yes. Yeah, I I will definitely be updating all of those links um, shortly. I've got a lovely new image that features my butt. So <laughs> I will, um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll pop that up there. But, yeah, all the program details will be up there soon. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and I feel like we shall contact each other again soon. (laughs) Yes, please. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. Bye for now. So, Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Please subscribe so you can stay in touch with the latest releases of the show. Uh, review the show would be amazing. Thank you very much. And you can check me out on Instagram at uh, better being me or one word, lowercase underscore BBME or on Facebook, better being me. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Okay. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.